Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool and this time we were away at the Emirates down here in North London for a game against Arsenal. A game that, you know, in many seasons gone by has always been a very tough game for us coming away to the Emirates but Jurgen Klopp was unbeaten against Arsenal. Well, that was until today. Um, it, was a, it was a game of everything that was, everything that has improved and is good about Liverpool but a reminder of where we came from and, and the mistakes that that still are kind of deep-rooted within our DNA almost. Um, it kind of felt like at times uh, we were going back to uh, the old Liverpool of sorts um, as, we, as we took another loss of the season, our third one in the Premier League this season. Um, and it was very obvious, I think to me at least, that that the the it's not really the motivation i think it's more the concentration that looks to have gone from the players um i think the motivation is there when you know when we when we were behind and we're trying to chase the game the it, the motivation was there to to find the equalizer although we didn't get it um the motivation was there and you could see that from the way we played the types of balls we played and and things like that so uh, i don't think it's the motivation that we've been suffering from a lack of since we since we wrapped up the league i think it's the concentration that's actually been the um kind of limiting factor for us in 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 the defeat against man city the draw against burnley um and then now this defeat against arsenal which is you know which was great for them you know they're still trying to see if they can maybe finish in the europa league position uh, i guess it keeps that kind of race a bit interesting I'll, I'll i'll maybe say you know we did everyone a favor we made that race a little more interesting um but um a couple more changes for klopp uh, at the beginning of of this game bringing in uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain back into the team, bringing in Trent as well um, after not starting him against Burnley and preferring Nico Williams. Uh, back to, I'd say, probably based on the team that we have, probably our strongest 11. I think the only the the only conversation we talked about this in a couple of episodes, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but um, the only the only change or, or kind of question about it being our strongest 11 would be uh, in that midfield position, whether Cato, Oxlade Chamberlain, Wijnaldum, you know, who 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 is our best 11? Um, without Henderson, it's it's hard to say. But um, on that on that point of Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, I think he did um, kind of really well. I think uh, he didn't create any kind of huge chances either for himself or for others. He had the one shot in the first half that was uh, fairly straightforward to the goalkeeper. Um, but the position he was playing was quite interesting. I thought he was almost playing a step ahead of Fabinho and Wijnaldum. Um He kind of was was more of that attacking. Um, uh, kind of midfielder and was linking up with Firmino maybe more so than we've seen in the past uh, and more so than we would see from someone like a, uh, a Jordan Henderson in that in that position for example um, and I think he did really well in, in, in past episodes I've talked about um, not maybe making the most out of Oxlade-Chamberlain and, and playing him out wide um, where Klopp has utilised him quite a few times this season but I think that position he was playing today is kind of the Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain position and I'm sure he's had many conversations with Klopp uh, you know in private around wanting to play in that position because you can tell he um, he, he's just a lot more comfortable there you know he knows what to do he, he roams around a bit uh, pops up on the left sometimes pops up on the right and um, yeah just all in all I think for me that is that is his strongest position. So the game started uh, fairly well actually from our side we, we dominated the ball we, we pushed Arsenal back um, we were pressing them when they did win the ball back and they wanted to uh, kind of 
pass the ball up um, and get kind of forward quickly. We cut those balls out. We kept the pressure on them. Uh, everything that you know has become so staple with with the successful with the successful Liverpool side this season, um, and all of that dominance w- w- came came to fruition uh, in a goal in around about the twentieth minute. Um, where it was a great little bit of play, firstly by Andy Robertson to, to win a header against Torreira, I think it was. Uh, he then broke forward with Firmino laying the ball off to him, and it was a nice little cutback into Sadio Mane, who um, just finished the ball past Martinez, a keeper with no chance, really. And um, we found ourselves 1-0 up um, with very little threat from Arsenal. They got nowhere near kind of Alisson, nowhere near really troubling the centre-backs. Um, but yeah, that, that was... Um, that was kind of where the calamity began, let's say. Uh, after that point, I think the players, you know, if they weren't, you know, relaxed into the game already, they probably got a bit more relaxed. When um, We saw some very, very uncharacteristic errors from Virgil van Dijk and Alisson. Um, with the first one, kind of van Dijk just dallying on the ball. He had so much time on the ball, just um, kind of dallying around, not not making his mind up and being caught by Reese Nelson and, and then Lacazette rounding the goalkeeper. Um, and then, then the second goal as well. It was kind of just a, a poor pass out from, poor throw in from Robertson, and then a poor kind of. Allison should have just cleared the ball. I'm not sure what he was trying to do. Play it back to Robertson there. Um, it was kind of a bit of an awkward bounce as well. And and we were made to pay. You know, fair play to Arsenal. They they had those chances uh, and they took them. Um, I can't blame them for that. It, it was our mistakes, mistakes that we haven't made all season. Um, and, and it kind of lends to what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, where I think it's not necessarily the motivation, but the concentration um, of the players, which is what I think ultimately led to led to some of those mistakes. And uh, a, a Twitter kind of um, a Twitter group that I follow, Empire of the Cop, tweeted tweeted something which really made me laugh, which was um, kind of the mistakes really brought back kind of bad memories of, of those days when it was kind of like a skirtle minulet at the back, and uh, and every time the ball was kind of we were passing it out from the back or playing it in those areas you were nervous that something like that was going to happen and uh, you know thankfully we've moved on um from the way we play and also from those players and and we are a lot more secure at the back but you know this game again showed you can't be complacent you you just you just can't be we will lose if we're complacent and this has got to be a theme that we move into and I'm sure Klopp won't won't let this happen next season but we just can't be complacent if we're complacent against any team in the Premier League um we will be made to, we will be made to we will be punished uh, like we were by Arsenal you know two chances other than that they created nothing um so you look at how many i don't even know like i, I know they don't separate shots on target by if you created them yourself yourselves or they came from an error but i don't think arsenal created any chances um other than that so we almost just gifted them the win for that uh you know that's how good we are right we can give other teams wins <laughs> um but uh, another thing I want to I want to talk about in the game, and, and this is not kind of Liverpool related or anything, but a very interesting choice of music by the Arsenal uh, PA team. Uh, if any of you guys were watching the game, you may or may not have realised. So when the players were coming out um, after half time, they were playing. Uh, uh, it's all about the game. I think that's the name of the song, which is uh, for any of you WWE fans who listen to this, is uh, Triple H's entrance music, and it was the most bizarre song to hear at a football stadium and it's something that um i think a lot of football teams uh, have done since the lockdown i think you know uh, i've seen you know in even at anfield when we play they've played some songs and was watching a man city game and uh, in this game as well they're, they're kind of playing music and i think they're trying to do that to kind of 
uh, imitate an atmosphere. Um, but yeah, the, the choice of songs are, are very, very interesting to say the least. And maybe I'll do a video on my YouTube channel, Simon, just analyzing the, t the songs played by each team. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, was very interesting on a, on a little side note there. So um, very, very strange choice in music. But the second half was very much as you would expect us on the front foot, Arsenal basically putting 11 men behind the ball and kind of hoping they don't con they didn't concede and and you know what fair play it worked for them in the second half they didn't concede we had a number of chances where we should have scored um the the main chance in the second half was when alexander arnold was able to cut the ball back into salah he was able to amazingly ball roll or kind of just move the ball past david louise and unfortunately the ball was just under his foot so he couldn't kind of dig it in the corner but uh, he was almost you know five yards out and unfortunately it was straight at martinez and and he was able to save it but uh, we kept on pressing in in the second half. Uh, Klopp obviously used uh, all five of his substitutions like we're allowed. And a couple of the players who came on looked really, really positive. Uh, so Minamino uh, came on and did really well. Um, and the good thing I like to see about that is, is that he wasn't just given, you know, five minutes like maybe he has in, in kind of the second half of the season. He was given like a proper 30 minutes. Um, and I think as much as this may be been about fatigue and things like that, I think for me this was... This was very much Klopp seeing whether he can trust Minamino and whether we can play in a way with Minamino there when we have to chase a game, for example. So there will be times, you know, next season when we're trying to win you know, the Premier League again, we're trying to we're trying to get back on into the Champions League uh, latter stages that we'll need to chase a game and, and seeing whether Minamino can do that. And I think that's what uh, maybe Klopp was was trying to look for an experiment. And I, and I think he had a really positive influence on the game. Um, kind of, he's a little more direct than Bobby Firmino. He's he you can tell he's like trying to score whereas with Roberto Firmino it was, it's almost like he, he's trying to uh, play an assist for someone um, whereas with Minamino it's very much it's very much a bit more direct um, and a little less link-up play than you get from Firmino. Um, the other player who came on had a really good um, second half I think was Naby Keita. Um, again for me it's a toss-up as to whether it's him or Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain who makes it as part of our kind of best midfield um, and for me based on I, you know, at the beginning of this episode, I said Oxlade Chamberlain played really well, but the the kind of uh, importance and and how good Cater was when he came on really really impressed me. And the thing that I love about him so much is he picks the ball up and he runs at people. That that's so so rare, you know, in any in any um, uh, in any league and for any team, uh, we always see players you know pass the ball and there's some great passes of the ball. But you take like. You take your Eden Hazards and, and players like that who who want to pick up the ball and, you know, you, I'm not comparing him to him, but you take your Messi's, for example. They take the ball and they run at people. Um, and that's when defenders panic. That's when space opens up. And that's when he can, you know, nick that ball into Sadio Mane or, or Mo Salah or something like that and they can finish it off. And um, that's what I think, for me, was so impressive um, about Naby Keita when he came on and which is why I, for me, I think he makes it into my... Uh, kind of top midfield for Liverpool. So as we always do, guys, uh, I'm, I'm going to give out my player of the match, and for me, it was Sadio Mane by by a hundred, by you know, by by a country mile in terms of Liverpool players. I think, uh, as I talk, as I've talked about throughout the theme of this episode, I think the motivation was there, and that was very very clear to see in uh, Sadio Mane in particular. You know, both with his goal as well as just his general play and determination and willingness to you know keep making those overlapping runs he had a really he had a good chance at the end of the second half where he could have 
um, you know, possibly put the ball away and, and made it to all. But um, just everything that he, every everything he played, uh, how he played, how he linked up, everything just exemplified um, kind of what uh, you want to see from a Liverpool team and what you want to see from a Liverpool player. And then to round out the episode, guys, the shout out to Klopp, I think, and this is probably one I've repeated a couple of episodes ago, is play Naby Keita, please. <laughs> I've just talked about how much I love him and I really, really, really want to see um, Jurgen Klopp pay, play Naby Keita more because he is just so direct and it's just something we don't have in... We don't have kind of players with abundant skills like that in our midfield um, and he just adds something that I think um, you know very few teams have in their midfield. So Klopp, please play Naby Keita in our final two games. But yeah, we've got two final games remaining, one against Chelsea next Wednesday and then finally against Newcastle. Uh, so really looking forward to those and being able to pick up the trophy again uh, against after the Chelsea game. So uh, make sure you tune in for next Wednesday's episode. It'll be a special trophy lifting presentation episode. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode. Anyway, make sure to subscribe to me on YouTube if you're not already and follow the podcast as well. But thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.